You're invited. Join Bloomies in the Mosaic District for an art stroll on Saturday, June 18th from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. and shop one-of-a-kind art by local artists. Pop by with your family and friends to also enjoy Bites by Colada Shop and watch Chalk Riot in action as they paint the sidewalk murals in front of our store. Plus, get store-wide savings during our Buy More, Save More event. See you there. Hello, and welcome to Rhyme Entertainment Showcase with your host, Rita and Mel. Welcome to the second part of Rhyme Entertainment Showcase. Today we have Empress from the US who will be embracing us with her presence. She is a dancer, music composer, singer and songwriter. Welcome Empress to Rhyme Entertainment Showcase. Hi ladies, thanks so much for having me. You're welcome. Welcome. <laughs> so tell us Empress about your journey when you were growing up and where did your passion for dance and music start? Um, some people say I literally danced out of my mother's womb. Uh, <laughs> and I believe that's kind of the case. I started dancing very early on. And every time I heard music, it was like the two just went together. So, um, you know, it's such a great, great thing to be able to move to music anyways. But I have all these funny videos, you know, as the firstborn of three. And so there's like eight hour video, you know, VHS tapes of me just laying on my back, basically, you know, whereas like the youngest of the family has like, she pops in when she's like, you know, five years old into one of the, the VHS. But so, so for me, I remember watching one of the videos, it's super long and boring, but there's one where my dad would like, pick, put me on, um, you know, sit me up and like dance and he'd cut out his hand in the camera and like just da- I'd be dancing you know in the camera so that's I think where it started um no one really in my family danced professionally um at all and I had no one really to look up to so there's no rhyme or rhyme pun intended um or reason to to be uh to become a, a ballerina specifically I grew up in a small mountain town there's really no performing arts to speak of um and there was only one dance studio that I took classes at and uh and I just I fell in love with dance um almost immediately it was like oh I like the discipline I like the um you know the the pushing your body to the limit the um you know just everything about it was like was so intriguing and and I was pretty good at it so that always helps I think your ego you know (laughs) um but music was, was also the same. It, it just happened to be that I had a really good ear for music. My great-grandmother gave us a piano, a little upright piano. And I used to crawl up onto the seat and just play. Nobody taught me how to do anything. And I, I could hear a song. Like, Happy Birthday was, like, one of the first ones that we all learned, right? I, I figured out with my ear how to play Happy Birthday. And I did this, like, while my mom was, um, you know, 
probably out skiing or something. And I ended up playing it for her for her birthday when I was about four years old and she freaked out. She was just like, Who taught you how to play this? Like you know, like what what ha- like this is crazy. And um I thought she was mad at me the whole time. So I started crying. I'm like, nobody taught me how to play. I'm so sorry, you know, something. And she's like, no, this is amazing. We're going to get you lessons and do the whole thing. And I had a great teacher and she just sort of, um, she's like the Mary Poppins of teachers and made it really fun and enjoying, you know, I enjoyed playing and practicing, which is, you know, that's basically when you, when you look at a career, it's like, how much did you practice? Because that's, you know, your 10,000 hours really does make a difference in, uh, you know, how good you are going to be. So I had great teachers and yeah, that's like my beginning was just in a small mountain town where I didn't really have anyone to look up to. So that's when you know that there's someone uh, upstairs that kind of knows, you know, fall in line a little bit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Amazing. So in terms of when you were working as a dancer, so you traveled all over the globe. What were some of your highlights when traveling? So I joined San Francisco Ballet very young. I was 16, barely 16, and I got I got the contract. I was in the school for a year and a half before that, and I, I got my contract, and I was so excited because the next week, the company was supposed to go to Greece and London, of all places, okay. and we... Um, uh, I was too late, like I was hired too late to go on that tour. So I was so bummed, you know, I was like, no, like, what was me? So I remember just like seeing the company off and just being so bummed that I was hired like a week before. So I couldn't like, didn't, it wasn't enough time to rehearse and be prepared to actually go on tour. Mm-hmm. So I was super bummed about that. And the following year was great. I um, graduated from high school a little early so that I could go on tour with San Francisco Ballet to Paris. And that was like my favorite you know I'm 16 almost 17 years old like in Paris as an adult getting paid like it was amazing the the experience and uh when you're new in a in a ballet company specifically um you barely dance really I mean you're there to to be a backup in case anyone else that's more senior than you is is um you know injured or something and nobody got injured so I was just like able to go to the Eiffel Tower and you know it was just amazing so it was cool because 10 years I was in the company for 11 years total but my 10 year anniversary with the company we went back to Paris and um, it was such a cool experience for me as you know a seasoned dancer to go back you know and and perform with the company again it was really cool and um, and actually funny little side note I was I knew at my 10 year um, anniversary that I was, I was going to be taking a job on Broadway and it was still kind of like under the radar, like people kind of knew, but they didn't. But, um, the theater that we were at, we were at this place called Theatre de Châtelet. I think the, the theater, it's the Châtelet theater. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I totally just like my French, that was embarrassing. So, um, <laughs> sorry <laughs> for all of my French <laughs> I was like, oh God, just like, <laughs> dig, dig my own ditch. Um, but, but we ended up um, doing an American in Paris and it opened in the same theater that I performed in with San Francisco Ballet at the Chatelet. And so, so cool. So like three, I was, I was in Paris for like three months out of that year. And so that was like my favorite, but you know, traveling around the world is, um, 
is one thing, but traveling when you're doing your dream job is, it's amazing. I mean, I've been to, to random countries and, and places that are just, you know, it's just really, it's special to, to kind of connect with different audiences because everybody has their own cultural, you know, differences. So it's like in Iceland, they all do this thing and they did it for the World Cup a few years ago or like 10 years ago when they won. You do this thing where they like clap really slow all together and then they kind of get a little faster oh, wow. and I'm like <laughs> but it's like you know seeing an entire audience of people do that is yeah. so cool like that was amazing and then you know you go to China and they they do something very different where when you bow they like you know yeah you know it's this big audience yeah. thing and then um and then you stand up from your bow and they like stop it's like silence you're like oh my god <laughs> what just happened you know exactly. and then you bow again it just is like super like awkward trying to like get me out of here what's happening and then and then when you bow so they like they need to be told when to bow kind of in a way and and not in a it's just it's amazing how different whereas france you know you have like 17 curtain calls you get exhausted from bowing i mean yeah. it's you know it's amazing so different different audiences and the 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 british are just like incredible because they're so um they just understand the art form so much they appreciate things they're very audible they're, they know what they're watching so it's just it's really fun to perform in different countries yeah amazing did you get an opportunity to see much of the countries while working there did you mm. get some time out to do that i was one of the few dancers who who really tried to keep a balance with like, okay, well, I have to be professional. I have to work really hard. I have to make sure I'm ready for my performance, but also try and sightsee as much as possible and find that balance. Mm -hmm. And there's days where I would not find that balance. I would be like, oh my gosh, I'm going to rent a bike and I'm going to ride through Copenhagen. Mm -hmm. And then I get back and like, my legs are dead. I'm exhausted. And I have a really hard ballet tonight, you know, like Swan Lake or something. And you're just like, how am I going to get through this right now? And, and you learn your lesson pretty quickly. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. But yeah, I saw as much as I could in each city whenever we were there. And, and they give us enough time, you know, like in, in Iceland specifically, um, our director, Helgi Thomason, was from Iceland. So we got a really incredible tour there. Mm -hmm. um, and we had lots of dinner parties. We got to meet the president of Iceland. We got to do all these really fun things. So it's like... They definitely leave us enough time that we can enjoy, you know, enjoy our time in the city, you know, where we're, where we're performing. So speaking of Iceland, did you get to see the Northern Lights? No, we weren't there. For the, it was, it was light pretty much 24 hours while we were there because it was like the cusp of, of summertime. Yeah. So it was so weird. You just watch the sun like bounce back and forth and you just mm. be like, I don't know what time it is. I don't know what day it is. It's like it was crazy it was light the whole time though and I remember just being like so conf your body just gets so confused you're like what is it? what time is it is yeah, it bedtime yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's lunch I don't know yeah totally oh my gosh totally so anyway it, it's yeah, just <laughs> yeah <laughs> wait say that again so sorry it sounds like you need to do another trip yeah <laughs> yeah for sure there's a there's a um blue lagoon spa have you guys um ever heard or seen it yeah, yeah. oh my gosh 
magical. Just like the, the sand is black and then the water's creamy white and it doesn't, it's like, does not compute, you know? It, <laughs> like, how is this possible? How is it so creamy? When you pick up the sand on the bottom, it's all black, but the water's so creamy white. You're just like, it's amazing. It's so cool. How magical earth really is. It, it really does. I mean, I understood why the Icelanders believed in fairy you know fairies in general and gnomes and things because it's so magical up there it's just amazing yeah <laughs> we could talk about travel all the time yeah, yeah, so, yeah. i know me too you and i i love it yeah. <laughs> i'm here for it okay and i like traveling with work you know it's like having a purpose to be somewhere is, is always really fun um you know because you're like you're going you know, for uh, for a reason, and then you get to also play. So it's it's yeah. you know, and then it's a write off. It's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So what was it like um, shifting to like Broadway from the San Francisco Ballet? I mean, was that a hard decision to mm. make, or did it actually just feel right as the next step? So right. I mean, to be honest, I have one of the few. Um, smooth career transitions from the ballet uh, industry. It's just, it's really hard um, to transition out of, of something where it's just, it's all consuming. I mean, it's, it's so much time and energy and focus that, that it's just really hard to plan ahead. So usually like, you know, you're going, 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 you retire and you just like, you, you don't crash, but you, you really have to you know, reconfigure your lifestyle and figure out what you want. And you've been focused on one thing for so long. I knew as a young child, I was a big dreamer um, of like, my mom always told me to dream as big as possible. And so I really did. I was like, okay, I want to be, it was, it was very specific dreams. Um, ballerina, I wanted to be a singer and I wanted to be an actress. And those were like the three, you know, the three goals in life that I set for myself when I was like seven years old. I was that kid. So um, literally going from, from the ballet world um, to Broadway was actually a pretty seamless thing because the director of, of um, the show that I did in American in Paris was a choreographer from the ballet world. And I'd worked with him for 11 years. I'd been in the company for 11 years and I'd worked with him almost every year that he um, came to, to work with us. And so I, I felt like it was the best way to, to transition because it was, it was something that I was comfortable with, with Christopher Wilden is like just an incredible person in general. He's so talented. He's very generous as an artist. He gives you so much material to play with. So you still feel like you're creative, you know, and you're not just being created on and he's a genius. So it was like, oh yeah, I'm totally going to go to Broadway with this guy. And at the time I had asked for a leave of absence, which was pretty unprecedented, uh, un <laughs> unprecedented because in the ballet world, you don't really, it's not a revolving door. You walk out that door, the door closes. It's very hard to get back in. So I went to my director and I, I asked him for the leave of absence and he actually granted it to me. And, um, and then I had so much fun on Broadway that I didn't come back. <laughs> it was it was like oh hey uh I really like it here and um things are going well and the show is was incredibly received and so we were you're successful on Broadway and I was like 
okay um my my it wasn't meant to be it wasn't like my last show is like the last mm-hmm. show and like a normal thing it was just like hey i'm just gonna stay over here okay bye you know I'm yeah. <laughs> yeah. so so for for me i'm so grateful i'm very humbled that that's how it happened but um but yeah being on broadway was really interesting for me as an artist because it was like a totally new um way to storytell you know, it's like you're, you're physical for your whole career and you're, you're basically like expressing emotions with your body. And then you go to Broadway and it's, um, wait, now there's a new way to communicate with words, with acting, with, you know, the dancing as well, but then also singing and doing that eight times a week was like a totally new challenge for your body because, you know, our, um, our seasons at the ballet was like, you have nine, you rehearse for three weeks, a bunch of different ballets. You perform them like nine or 10 shows, maybe over the course of two weeks. And then um, you move on to the next set. And then there's always a light at the end of the tunnel. At the end of the season, you get a little break. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's kind of like this, whereas Broadway is just like, you know, consistently eight shows a week, every week. You don't get paid if you don't perform. So it's like you show up every show. Um, and... Mm-hmm. And people would think that it would be easier, but you still have to physically do it every day. So it's like, and sometimes twice a day. So that was interesting and challenging. And I I got injured, you know, it's an accumulative injury rather than like, you know, the big nuclear injuries where you're just like, you're dropped or you fall or something happens where, you know, I was always, I was always working with injuries as a, as a dancer. So that wasn't new, but the constant buildup of, of doing the same thing over and over and over again after uh, about I think 10 months my foot cracked and it just like broke like the metatarsal just broke and I knew it was happening every day yeah. but it was like you know no matter how much rehab and physical therapy you get um you know it just it it was like one step forward two steps back and then you just kind of like keep getting worse but um working so hard to stay kind of the same and and so just learning how to take care of your body doing eight shows a week for over two years was like that was a new challenge for me um so so but it was all it was all worth it and super exciting to be on broadway hello it was amazing you know um and a great transition i really enjoyed um i enjoyed that ride because it was it was so you know there's so much action happening it was so exciting and you know a good time in my life amazing yeah Yeah. and you know you can see those challenges of course physical challenges that you went through as well I mean in terms of your mindset at the time if you don't mind us asking how do you overcome that and then kind of say right okay either I'm going to evolve from this and move on from that or am I going to still do Broadway how how was your mindset at that point yeah actually you know it was interesting because I'm so focused on a solution always so it's like and I always found solutions when you focus your energy on like okay well I could focus on all the the stuff that's happening and and the like on the the downside or I could just focus uphill and lean in and just keep going um I always found a team of people to help me like I don't think you can do it alone um but I always had a team of physical therapists that you kind of like there's special ones out there and I'm so grateful for the ones that I've, I've been able to find and work with because they are, 
they're solution oriented as well because if you're kind of aiming for that you find people that are like-minded and um you know like with injuries it was it was funny i had been told several times in my career that maybe if you stop dancing that injury will get better and maybe it was never an option for me it was like is it or is it not and mm. actually one option is not even an option so like quitting ballet was not or like you know discontinuing my career at 24 years old or something I was like crazy young yeah to like to just maybe get better that wasn't an option so I ended up finding all of these physical therapists I even found like a scientist who fixed the neck injury in like a half an hour using like these you know special probes that he's used in NASA I was like you know the things that that are out there that if you really want a solution and you're willing to do the work yeah. there's always you know there's always a solution but you kind of have to just stay you know with the glass mostly full mindset and focus and and try to draw in people that are like that and then you know you can't do it alone that's for sure yeah. but I think with the challenge you kind of um like there are things on Broadway where the like for instance my husband's um, godfather had passed away right and he told me right before I had to go on stage and it was like you know, I was, I was torn between crying and like ruining my makeup, you know, <laughs> it was like those, those kind of things where you have to like take the emotion. I learned this in acting class, you take those emotions, you compartmentalize, you go, okay, I'm going to deal with that later. I have to be in the present right now and I have to do a show and I have to be happy on stage. And that's just, this emotion doesn't work with that. So I have to like, set that aside try and focus my mind on what I'm doing and then I'll deal with that later and I always found a way to like because you have to let those emotions out but you, you yeah. sometimes have to shove them under a rug until you're ready to deal with them as well um, and in the ballet world you know they focus solely on being perfect so they never really give you compliments so you kind of have to compartmentalize like okay, well, I did everything right except for that one thing. I can choose to focus on that one thing that I did wrong, or I can just yeah. make it better and just yeah. be perfect next time, you know? And it's sort of a difference. Um, I saw a lot of people unravel, you know, as I was one of the longer running dancers in the company. So I, I'd seen a lot of generations of dancers that are affected by, by it because they let it get to them. Yeah. You kind of have to like put a shield up and just like ex take it for what it is and move, move on you know, and, and decide too, like if it's, you're, you know, you're always in control of your career and your life. And, and so you can't be um, blaming someone for, you know, if you don't want to get a correction from someone, then you, you know, you don't have to, that's, that's fine. But if you want to be doing this industry or be a part of this and that correction comes along with it, then you have to take it. And, but that was a choice and, yeah. you know, yeah. Always, it's always in our control. And I think that's how, like, you know, Empress came about was that it was, I was finally feeling like, hang on, I've been in control of my life the entire time, but I didn't know it. And so when you don't know it, you're the car, but you let someone else drive it. Mm -hmm. And when I finally decided like, wait, no, 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 I'm going to be the car, but I'm also going to drive my own vehicle and I'm going to get in that driver's seat put that seatbelt on and just drive, you know, the direction that I want to drive. And, and so kind of realizing that the, the little things that happen on a daily basis, they don't really matter if you know where you're going, you know, it's like worrying about every little bump in the road is just irrelevant. <laughs> um, 
also you you have to be your own champion you have mm -hmm. to you know even if people are actually saying oh you know this need work this need work that need work but you still you need to be like as you said focus on what you've done well but also champion yourself that okay you know that's a hurdle but i can overcome it mm, so totally yeah. totally yeah and you really have to have um the self-love has to come from within because um it, you know my first single lovely i am that i wrote it was like this song that i um it was me realizing that i live in an externally um in an externally appreciative world where people look at you on the outside, judge you, and specifically in the ballet, it's a visual art form, they're gonna, they don't care how you feel, they just care how you look. And I always struggled with my, my weight in the ballet because I was hired so young, I started changing into a woman after I got hired. So that was really difficult. I would not recommend that for anyone. Um, but you get this thick skin as well because you're just like, you know, I am lovely on the inside. I, I need to project that. I need to make sure that the love comes from within. It's not coming from like the outside because the external stuff just falls away really fast and it's just, you need more constantly, but if you really love yourself, the choices that you start making in your life actually reflect that as well. And so Lovely I Am was written in a tutu that I didn't fit in. It was so freaking tight. I could barely breathe, <laughs> but I remember being told that I didn't fit in with the other girls and they were going to take me out of the ballet and, um, you know, until I fit into the costume and the, the part and everything. And I just remember being like, on stage, I feel beautiful because I can't see myself. You know, you're always in a room full of mirrors and they're always critiquing you. But when you're on stage, you can actually just dance. No one's giving you corrections. They clap for you at the end. You, you can just express your, your inner joy. And it was funny. At the end of that season, I didn't really lose any weight. I just changed the way I felt about myself. And I changed everything from being like externally um, reciprocal, you know, what is the word that I'm trying to say? Um, like, like take everything in from externally to like put it inside and I actually just started giving from within and pushing like love into myself and then out, you know, that, that circle. Um, and it sounds super hippie, but I actually really, my entire career changed because people started seeing me different than I actually was because I was putting that energy out there. I don't know why that works, but it works. And so that was the song. That was my first single. It was about my ballet career, just like being stuck in an external world, which we're all in social media. It's rough out there. You know, there's so many, so many reasons to be um, grateful for that experience. But, um, but yeah, anyway, I could talk about that all day. Thank you. Yeah. You're, you know, you've mentioned lovely. I am, and that was released last year. Have you released any further singles and has the EP actually been released? Give us it's about to be, actually. I'm really excited about this. So my EP will be released in the next couple months and I'm planning like a music video and doing a whole kind of female empire, you know, building thing where I'm trying to get all my ladies around me and do music videos and kind of get prepared for it. Um, even though it's kind of difficult with the quarantine, we're, we're figuring that out. Coronavirus has been really difficult in the, the live entertainment industry for sure. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's actually, we figured out how to record virtually. So um, that's exciting, safe as well. Mm-hmm. And I finished an al- uh, my EP and then we're working on my first album as well, um, which I'm really excited about. But since last year, I released two other singles and then um, took a little break with the coronavirus mm-hmm. just to mm-hmm. figure things out. Like the rest of the world, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, crazy. A little bit of downtime. Like, how have you guys been um, with the coronavirus? I mean, how has everything been for you? I'm sure it's kind of seamless because you're doing video interviews, but yeah, I would say for (laughs) us, it's picked up. Yeah, yeah, things have picked up, and we've kind of said, oh, it's been difficult because we're starting to get back to normal now. You know, normal in the external world, as we call it. But for us, I feel we're almost still living in lockdown because everything we're doing is virtual anyway. Yeah. yeah. So we're not really seeing any difference. We're like, okay, well, we'll still go grocery shopping when we need to. But, you know, other than maybe going to an odd restaurant or a bar or something. But right. Yeah, it's just like, okay, well, it's just normal for us. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. It's very, very inspiring. And, and I feel like we've all been sort of like, we took a moment assessed and then now we're all just kind of going in a different direction take the moment yeah yeah. reassess yeah it's just been a period of inspiration and it gives you time out to look at what you're doing and Mm. if you have to pivot things and change things it just Mm -hmm. feels right and and thankfully we've managed to do that and yeah if you love what you do it it's fun in a way it just oozes out yeah yeah. yeah amen amen Rita love that yeah <laughs> so who is Empress and what is your message out there um because you talk about obviously being your own Empress and Empress so can you t- share a bit more about mm. this yeah well okay so my my evolution of turning into Empress was um I wanted to be like I said, in the driver's seat of my life. And I I needed to figure out what that actually meant. I just feel like I've been another metaphor, but I've been the canvas for artists my whole career. And I was, I was this well-trained canvas that can conform to whatever you want me to be, um, you know, and, and choreographers and, you know, acting coaches and singing people, everyone just conforms you to be what they need you to be. And you just become this like sculpture for a second, and then you turn into something else, and then you keep going. And so I just always felt like I was being created on and rather than being a creator. And so I, um, you know, people see the ballet and they think, oh, it's so beautiful. You're perfect. It's like, la, 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 la. You know, my dream was to be a ballerina. And I was that little girl. But then there was this time where I always felt like I didn't dream big enough. And when I'm in, when I was in the ballet, there were, there were times where I was like, well, when I was seven, all I saw was the pretty ballerina, the satin point shoes. And now as an adult, I see the politics involved with casting. I see the blisters on my feet rather than the satin. You know, I see like the real, you, you see the world with different set of eyes when you kind of are, are older. So I decided to take everything I knew from all the careers that I've, I've kind of dabbled in from dance to acting to Broadway to singing and kind of just like take a minute to dream as an adult and like, what does that look like? And that's kind of where Empress the the gem of empress was created and 
it wasn't to rule over anyone else but myself and and intended to you know um to empower myself to be the ruler over my own life and career and and everything that i do to kind of match that and then hopefully inspire other people to do the same thing because I think the idea of it, and I've played plenty of queens in my day on stage, um, you know, to like, to think about what that crown actually, how much insecurity a crown holds if you don't own it. Mm -hmm. So the, the single that I wrote, We Own This Crown, was about kind of the self-coronation that we all have to do in order to become the ruler over our own life. And, and you know, how cool would it be if the entire planet would just do a little self-coronation? You don't need anything from other people. You don't have to give to other, it's like you come from, from like a very strong, confident place. And then every, all your actions are going to just be based on doing good for others rather than I need something from this person. I'm going to take that and I'm going to go over here. And, you know, it's, it's a very different um, mindset. And so coming up with Empress was also just like so fun. As a girl who grew up loving sparkles and tiaras, I was like, this is awesome. I was actually so excited that the name hadn't been taken. I called my, my attorney and he said he hated it. And I was like, perfect. I wanted a strong answer. You know, it's like, I didn't accept no for an answer. I was like, this is my name. It, you know, it just felt like it was, it fit. And I wanted an alter ego because I wanted to, um, I love performing and I love the ritual of performing when you are putting on your stage makeup, you're putting on a costume, you become this character. And then when you are finished, you take it off and you can just be normal again. And I think a lot of times, you know, there's, there's people that find um, the, it, it's a very thin veil between on stage and off stage. And, and if you don't know the difference, you get confused, you start, you know, looking for highs that you get when you're on stage in other places, which I think can, you know, not that I was worried about drug abuse or alcohol abuse or something in my life, but I just, I really like the professional quality of performing when you're becoming a character and then you can just turn it on and, and know the difference between yourself and the character. Yeah. Um, even though I like to have as much, um, uh, I mean, when I write music, it has to come from some place that is is authentic. And so just finding my own authentic version is what I try and help people, um, you know, at least you, when you're walking the walk, when you're like, okay, this is my version of Empress, what's yours? Yeah. You know, but it's going to be, it's going to look very different and no one is the same and no female is the same, but we all are females. So we're all, you know, walking around and I think if um if I can inspire someone to be the empress or emperor over their own life then I've done my job just one person that's all it takes you know in the UK yeah <laughs> yeah that's amazing yeah it's so oh. funny because this week the um the message of authenticity and being unique and just being yourself has been following me. I feel it's been following me. And I've seen it in so many posts, even certain emails that I get, I'm like, oh, it's talking about authenticity again. And I'm like, yeah, the message and we're talking about it now. So that's, yeah, so then that's definitely part of like what we should have been talking about. I love it when when it feels like somebody's just kind of pulling those strings. There's someone upstairs that's just like, ha ha ha, you know. Exactly. <laughs> 
just like but it's cool when you're receptive to it because that's like the key of songwriting is like when you're actually receptive to the messages like i'll hear someone walking down the street talking on the phone and they'll say one line i'll be like oh, that was the line that, that rhymes with the one that i was just putting into the song and like it, that was the the finishing piece of the puzzle but you kind of have to be open to it so yeah. cheers to you you know for being open now it's great oh yeah yeah absolutely always open to things yeah. like this that's <laughs> what keeps us going yeah, exactly <laughs> same i know i'm so happy that we were like kindred spirits definitely okay so so <laughs> what free would you give to someone who wanted to follow their passion in especially in this field but was feeling fearful anxious and thinking mm, i don't know if i should do it what what would you share with them i would say that it starts with a dream and the dream has to as an adult um the only thing that's limiting you is your imagination so to go back to be like a little kid but knowing what you know now and really dream up like kind of like the center of the bullseye mm -hmm. that gives you the direction and like starts attracting people into your life i mean no one can do this alone we all need each other we need support we need um to make sure that we support each other you know it's it's one of the most important things is actually you cannot do this alone but it starts from within mm -hmm. so you have to go kind of it, it sounds like the reverse thing that you would actually do because you want to start doing things when you want to get out of a situation that you're not happy or if you're you know having a difficult time in your life you kind of like start doing things externally but just going in and kind of becoming like the childlike self the, the little girl in, or boy inside of you um, dreaming something up that makes you feel really good and happy about what your life would be like and then kind of um, just like focusing on that i think that that's that was what helped me i mean i kept on thinking like you know in every career i was always looking outside of this like snow globe almost it was like everything outside the snow globe looked better it was the grass was always greener on the other side of this glass this like invisible glass and when i realized that all i had to do was shake up the snow globe inside of me it was like all of these things like started um looking more beautiful, you know, and, and realizing that it was always within my wheelhouse to like change my life. And it wasn't, you know, going to Broadway didn't make me a happier person or being a ballerina in one of my, you know, dream companies wasn't like the end all be all for me because it felt like it's always trying to get somewhere that I couldn't get to. Mm -hmm. So, so kind of like shaking up what you already have and just appreciating them will attract more great things into your life. That's just like, you know, I know it's a very basic law of attraction idea, but it's, it works whether you believe in it or not. It's all in the power of the mind and it's who you um, surround yourself with. Uh, that's in my experience, that is the, the most important, you know, those are the most important two components. Yeah. You are who you hang out with. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I, I love that. I think, you know, I always say to my clients in terms of you've got to build your foundation inside and then outside it will just naturally happen because as, as it's happened with yourself, you just ooze that energy out, mm. that thing yeah. to manage. Right, and you're more open to it because you're, you're like grounded in yourself. Yeah. You won't be blown around 
as much if your roots are really, you know, I just felt like for so many years, my roots were growing and nobody could see that they wanted the flower. But it was, it was like, you can't rush the growth either. People want things now. And if it doesn't happen right now, then they give up and they, you know, said it didn't work. But the thing is, is like the, the roots are the most valuable part about anything. And so, so just deciding that you want to change is part of your roots growing deeper. It's not going to be the bud of the flower. It's going to be the roots that are going to keep the bud there. And, you know, the bud comes in and out. It's like, you know, it's a great metaphor. It's, there's going to be weeds. You don't dig up the entire yard to just pull out a weed. You know, it's, it's, you just pull the weed out and get rid of it, you know, and it's, it's, um, but it comes from you not going out with the wheat you know you have to have your your roots pretty deep so so understanding that it takes time and and you have to appreciate the time because it's all you know it's written in the stars we're all here and we we know that there's um you know a a purpose for each one of us and discovering that purpose um is gonna is gonna be part of the fun journey you know of life definitely love that beautiful Mm -hmm. right so empress You've got your EP is coming out. You've got your singles. Where can our viewers hear your material and hear your songs? Great. Well, the one universal thing is my website, which is www.empress-music.com. And my favorite of all social media is still Instagram. So it's at uh, at empress.music is my handle. And you can follow me and all the latest news. Um, I have been kind of inactive for a little while with all the um, the riots and things that have been going on. It's just been really hard because uh, I feel like people have been bullying, finding a new way to bully on social media. And I've just been trying to figure out how to, to um, I don't know, not be bullied by, you know, people saying things like silence is violence. It's just another way of bullying because there's so many ways of, Uh, there's so many different versions of grieving that people don't understand. Like there's no right or wrong way of grieving, yelling out and just, you know, making people feel bad is not part of my, my platform at all. So I've just been trying to figure that out. But empress um, dot music is my, is my handle for Facebook and uh, Twitter and all the TikTok and everything. So. Okay. So what's your final message to our viewers who are watching this today? Well, if there's one seed that I'd like to plant in each one of the brilliant minds and viewers out there is that you are the ruler over your own life and the creator of your happiness. And each one of us can self-coronate ourselves and to really kind of let those roots grow deep and the flower will stand a lot stronger and, and, um, and we will all stand together. So just be, be an empress or emperor in everything that you do and, uh, and be a good one. Be the best one you can be. Love it. Thank you, Thank so, you much. so much. Thank you so much. This is like, uh, it's so nice to actually speak with um, really empowered women like you too. And, mm-hmm. and uh, it's rare as well in our industry to support each other. And I think that it's really great that we can, we can do that, you know, in any way so thank you for supporting me and i am always there for you guys if you need anything you are very welcome empress thank you so much much. thank you bye bye we hope you enjoyed the show 
Stay tuned for more Rhyme Entertainment Showcase. If you're into designer furniture and you want the sofa that broke the internet, you don't have to go broke to get it. Because Designer Looks Furniture has all the same styles and trends and all the quality, but without the designer prices. Check them out. Designer Looks at American Signature Furniture or designerlooks.com.